Welcome to the CMECE podcast, Let's Talk MRSA, 20 Frequently Asked Questions. Please review the complete CMECE information at www.mrsa20faqs.com. This podcast is designed to clarify frequently asked questions in serious MRSA infections that pose a threat to patient safety and add to the healthcare burden. Episodes released weekly are structured into four learning modules. Learners can apply for credit after reviewing each learning module. This is the first learning module, Evolving Epidemiology of MRSA. There are four episodes in this learning module. This is the fourth episode. In this episode, Dr. George Zanell from University of Manitoba in Canada shares his clinical experience. Welcome and thank you, Dr. Zanell, for joining us. In this episode, we would like to address the somewhat controversial topic of vancomycin MIC creep. Dr. Zanell, can you please give us a brief description of what exactly is vancomycin MIC creep? Vancomycin MIC creep is an entity we see in the laboratory when we test Staph aureus, whether it is methicillin susceptible Staph aureus, MSSA, or MRSA, and it is that we see the MICs of vancomycin creeping from left to right, meaning that if the MIC was 0.25, now it's more likely to be 0.5. If it was 0.5, it is now more likely to be 1. And if the isolates were 1, they are creeping towards 2. So the isolates over time are becoming less susceptible to vancomycin. And a very good study recently published by uh, UCLA, this was uh, Janet Hindler's group, they uh, published in the Journal of Clinical Microbiology in 2006, and what they did is they took over 6,000 staph aureus from their freezer, collected in their medical center from the years 2000 to 2004. These were both MSSA and MRSA, and they tested them to vancomycin. And what they showed is that over time, more and more of the isolates had higher MICs to vancomycin. That is, in the younger years, they were more 0.25. And in the older years, in 2004, approximately 70% of the isolates, whether they were MRSA or MSSA, had vanco MICs of 1. That is, the MIC had crept from 0.5 or less over to 1 in just a few years. The other finding they had was for vancomycin, creeping from an MIC of 1 or 2, they had more M, uh, MRSA with vancomycin MICs of 2 in both the MSSA and the MRSA, such that somewhere around 4 to 6% of MSSA, MRSA now had vancomycin MICs of 2. So when we talk about creep, we talk about the fact that the MIC of vancomycin is shifting higher or towards the right. Okay, so you mentioned the, the results from the UCLA. Um, in general, does vancomycin MIC creep actually occurring? Absolutely, and I mentioned specifically the UCLA Medical Center study because this specific study has been repeated in a variety of medical centers across the U.S., and when individuals perform that study, whether it's using NCCLS uh, microbroth dilution testing or e-testing, they find similar patterns. Our own medical center, we did perform the same study and found the same results. When we test Staph aureus or MRSA to vancomycin, 
the MICs are growingly becoming one that's such that 80 to 90 percent of all the MSSA MRSA now have a Vanco MIC of one versus 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, the majority of the MIC uh, to vancomycin isolates were 0 0.5 or 0 0.25. And as well, our own medical center, as well as other medical centers, are documenting growingly that vancomycin MICs are shifting to two, such that two, five, 10, even 20% of the MRSA isolates have vancomycin MICs of two. So if medical centers look for it, and they study uh, the problem, they will find that vancomycin creep is occurring in their particular hospital. So what is potentially contributing to MIC creep? I think the two main things that are contributing are, number one, the overuse of vancomycin, and that is because we are so worried about community-associated MRSA causing outpatient and inpatient infections. We are so worried about healthcare-associated MRSA being so common as a cause of wound infections and bacteremia and respiratory infections in medical centers, that we are very, very likely to use uh, vancomycin empirically uh, in the initial stages. And a very nice paper published by Dr. Ron Polk's group in the Archives of Internal Medicine in 2008, where they looked at 22 different medical centers, they showed that vancomycin use increased 43% over the years of 2002 to 2006 telling us that across the United States, we are using more and more vancomycin because we are so worried about CA and HA MRSA. I think the second issue, though, is the fact that we are not using vancomycin correctly. We are using low doses of vancomycin, not achieving the, uh, the required free area under the curve to MIC. We are not achieving the required trough concentrations, which need to be greater than 15 milligrams per liter. And by not achieving these concentrations, number one, we are not killing the pathogen. So we're just wounding it and allowing it to uh, continue to thrive and spread through the institution. And potentially, if there are also other staphylococci, such as colonizers, we are simply making these colonizing strains stronger to vancomycin because we're not killing them. So I think it's really two things, overuse of vancomycin and not using vancomycin effectively in terms of high-dose aggressive therapy. So then can MIC creep be reversed? I think it's going to be very difficult to reverse it. If you asked me specifically, can any medical center do it, I would say I don't think so. I think the answer is no. I think the best we can do is to try to slow it down. And if we try to slow it down, I think the best place to slow it down is by reading the IDSA, uh, ASHP, and the SIDP recommendations, which were published in Clinical Infectious Diseases in 2009, which tell us how to use vancomycin appropriately. They tell us when to use it and how to use it, and specifically how to use it is if we're treating staph aureus MRSA infections, they tell us that our pharmacodynamic target is area under the curve to MIC of 400. They tell us that the loading dose of vancomycin to use is 25 to 30 milligrams per kilogram. They tell us that the trough concentrations that we are uh, trying to achieve are 15 to 20 micrograms per ml for serious infections, or if the isolate has an MIC of one, and we know that virtually all of the MRSAs are at one, so those are the trough targets. They tell us that the typical dose to be using to achieve these targets are 15 to 20 milligrams per kilo, 
administered every 8 to 12 hours. And they also tell us that if the MIC Tavanko is greater than 1, which we know it is in a significant number of patients, we should use a different agent because we will pharmacodynamically not be able to achieve the requisite pharmacodynamic target. Okay. So it seems that it's important for clinicians to know if vancomycin and MIC creep is happening at their institution. What can clinicians do to determine if MIC creep is occurring? If clinicians are motivated and they don't know if MIC creep is occurring in their institution or they're questioning the results of other medical centers, whether they apply to their own medical center, the easiest thing to do is go to the clinical microbiology lab and ask the microbiology lab to take out some MRSA or MSSA from the freezer. All labs in the U.S. are required to save and store bacteremic staph aureus isolates for a period of up to six years. So you can dig out some MRSA and MSSA from the freezer, test these isolates to vancomycin, and you will yourself document, number one, what the most common MIC is to vancomycin at your institution, and whether MIC creep has occurred over time. And if you do that study, what you will see is that the vast majority of isolates in your hospital, MSSA and MRSA, now have vancomycins of one. And you will also find what percentage of your vancomycin uh, MIC staph aureus are two. And that will be very important because it will tell you how frequently you need to use other agents instead of vancomycin, whether it is linazolid or daptomycin or tigacycline or other agents such as televancin. Okay, so that sort of leads to my follow-up question then. Um, if MIC creep is occurring at your institution, um, how should this impact the use of vancomycin when treating MRSA infections? This will definitely impact the use of vancomycin, and if you know that the vast majority of MRSA isolates in your hospital have an MIC of 1, you know that if you're using vancomycin, you need to be aggressive. And aggressive means that you need to be trying to achieve your AUC MIC target of 400. You need to be loading with 25 to 30 milligrams per kilo. You know that you should be achieving a trough concentration of 15 or 20. And you know that the typical doses you're using is 15 to 20 milligrams per kilo every 8 to 12 hours. And you also, you need to know that if the MIC Tavanko is greater than one, commonly in your institution, or you find out it is, you need to be using other agents. If the MIC is greater than one, or a Vanco isn't responding, or you have adverse effects that you can't use Vanco, then you go on to alternative agents. Whether it is linazolid, whether it is daptomycin, whether it is tigacycline or televancin, there are other agents to use in our arsenal. Well, thank you again, Dr. Zanel, for sharing your insights on this important topic. Please join us again for additional discussions. Thank you.